Hi, welcome to the auditorium, India's Youth Theatre Podcast, brought to you by Thespo, a vibrant global community of emerging artists under the age of 25. If you are passionate about the theatre, this podcast is curated especially for you by young creators and storytellers from across the world. Uh huh. Join us here for audio plays, performances, interviews, conversations, and much, much more because this is where stories find their sound. Hello, welcome to the ninth episode of Theatre Thursdays. I'm Varun Bhagat. And I'm Aishanya Tiwari. And we are here to talk about all things sound design for an audio play. What process do you guys follow when designing the soundscape for a fictional audio piece? Varun, uh, for you as a sound designer and Aishanya, for you as a director? Uh, as a sound designer, the first step obviously is to get familiar with the text. Before you come up with any plan for the design or anything, you first have a conversation with the director uh, to try and get an understanding of what what is it that the director wants out of you. What is the specific role that the director uh, expects from uh, you? Know, and the conversation does not uh, necessarily need to be limited to, but essentially the conversation is about what is the world that you're trying to create because uh, you are doing a audio drama or a radio play and you don't have access to visuals, then that becomes incredibly important as a sound designer. And depending on how the text is, uh, what what the text is and what direction the director wants to take that text, uh, then you have that conversation and you start from there. So the first step is to A, read the text and then have a conversation with the text. One thing that I really, um, what I can walk everybody through is the process that we at Estimated Time of Arrival used um, for this. I was the director and we had two sound designers working with us and a musician. So the sound designers were both students of SRFTI. One was uh, Kirtan Burney, the other was Tony Jopan. And uh, since I was doing this for the first time and they were doing this for the first time, it was a bit confusing for us in the beginning. Uh, you know, how do we make this happen? Okay, it's just sounds. We're not going to have visuals. Where do we use SFX? Where is it going to come out through dialogues? Where uh, is it the director's job? Where is it the sound designer's job? So we did a a little bit of trial and error. And the more organized we went, the better it was. Because what we did was we had our script on the Google documents, everybody was a part of it. And we would edit it in real time in the sense that once I was done deciding as the director that how are my actors performing these portions, these pieces, and uh, how do I want it to be treated, this particular portion, then I would sit with both Keetan and Tony and um, say that this is what's happening. This is the protagonist Nandini walking out of the building and um, they would want very specific details about if she's walking out of the building using a lift or if she's using the staircases, if she's alone in the staircases, what time of the night is that? So then I would write all of this information in blue. So these were these little things that we did. And this is how day to day, like very in, in, in very real world setting, this looks like, you know, uh, at the behind the scenes. So after that, uh, they would sort of get an idea of, okay, uh, I would also sort of 
highlight those portions that right now the protagonist Nandini is hurrying up because she's late. She needs to get back home as soon as possible. It's already 11.59ish. So they know what are the kind of night sounds do we want to put in. So the night sounds that we decide on is that, okay, since she lives in Bombay at 11.59 also, there will be some traffic going on. And uh, so we chose, okay, maybe trucks, not heavy duty trucks, but maybe a little like larger vehicles, maybe not so much honking, but cars and motorcycles wishing by, maybe dogs. Uh, you know, uh, howling or coming close to Nandini and she petting them. So all of these things established the sound. But uh, it could only happen once I told my sound designers that this is what I had visualized. This is where the character is. And then the sound designers would want very specific information like the protagonist is getting into the cab. Is she getting in from the left hand side? And if she's sitting diagonally to the cab driver who's also speaking to her, because then we'd have to like uh, pan the sounds accordingly. So um, that visual information was required, the visual and the emotional information as well, was required by my sound designers. And a lot of times this happened that... Um, at the edit that I'd go back and look at the first draft and then I'd say at, at the first cut and I'd say uh, no 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 the she's walking too slowly she's hurrying right now it, it's not coming across so they would be like okay Ashanya we would require folly for this so can you like record some breathing and send us and there I am sitting in the blanket in my bedroom asking everybody in the house to shut up shutting my fan down and I'm like panting inside and recording it on my phone and then sending it to Tony and uh, Kirtan and they'd be like, okay, huh, I think this works. I'll, I'll find like a faster footstep somewhere on the audio libraries that we have access to. This is how it looks like behind the scenes. And this is how we um, at least start the process. How does the design process differ when approaching an audiovisual project versus a solely audio project? Also, how do you create a complete universe with only sound? I think when you have a visual aid, you generally have cues set for you. If it's a scene in a drawing room, you know there's either the AC going on or fan is on, windows open, windows shut, uh, TV on, TV not on. Uh, I think when you don't have that vision, uh, then it's up to you to create an environment. One of the things with sound design, I, I realized the more when I started doing it professionally is you never actually notice sound design because there's no need to notice it because it all sounds the way it needs to sound. The only time you notice sound design is if something is off, right? If something is not in its place, right? And our ears know that. It's not just a visual cue, it's also a sonic cue. Our brains know. So like one of the things that uh, Ashani was talking about, where the character was walk was pacing. And like she said, you know, uh, were they, was, she, was she using a lift? Was the character using the lift or walking up the stairs? Now you have to be as detailed in your storytelling as possible, like she mentioned earlier, right? So if she's taking the stairs, she's going to walk through corridors. It's going to sound a little different. It also gives you an opportunity, like when she exits the corridor and comes outside, that suddenly there's no reverb. The sound is a lot more dry. Traffic sounds exist, right? If uh, uh, when she was talking about nighttime uh, sounds, I think it was absolutely perfect. So I think one of the things uh, to remember, firstly, don't try to do too many things. Uh, like be very clear in your design as to what you're trying to achieve. For that setting, the recording environments can be quite dif uh, difficult, right? Uh, if you're recording, even if you're recording at your house, right? Like we don't have treated house unless you're in a professional studio. A lot of that sound is going to come in, right? Uh, so the key is also to like 
sort of use that to your advantage because it can be disadvantages. Uh, layering sound is very important. So like just one of the examples I'll give you is, uh, and I'll just take it off what uh, Ashin has said earlier, is uh, the character uh, walking briskly, right? Like uh, walking fast. Uh, so it's just, yes, you know, footsteps, quicker footsteps, yes. Uh, br uh, breathing, yes. So breathing and footsteps will tell you what the pace of that character is, right? But then you add in the rustle of the clothes because when you're walking faster, the rustle of the clothes are, is also going to be a lot more louder, right? What are you walking on? Are you walking on gravel? Are you walking on concrete? Are you walking on wooden floor? That will make a big difference, right? If you're walking on uh, concrete, it can almost be monotonous. Whereas if you're walking on a gravel, you can actually play with it because, you know, small stones can come in the way and this and that. If you want to take your audience through a journey, the key is to be clear about the sound design that you want to. Uh, very often, we think that, oh, we want to do something different. And that's great. You should try to do something different. But it shouldn't be at the expense of not doing the basic. Like, not doing... Creating the world is far more important than trying to be different for me. If I can create the perfect world sonically, then the different will come. That's for me as a sound designer, that's the key. I 100% agree with you, Varun. Like everything you said, everything, because it played out when we were doing estimated time of arrival. And um, I would want to talk about clarity, clarity in the world that you are creating. And uh, we had a lot of problems around that in the beginning. So the story was about... Um, it's five episode and every episode the protagonist Nandini takes a cab back home and uh, the the quietness within the cab is juxtaposed with the rush that is there in her life, the noise that is uh, there in the city of Bombay and we are playing with sounds entering this sanitized cubicle of the car, right? And... Um, there are traffic sounds, the car sometimes stopping, you know, there are brakes being applied, there is cussing outside, there are honking. So, um, in the beginning, it was everything. So, I remember when we submitted our first draft and we showed it to the Thespo jury, they were like, it's, it's a very complicated soundscape, what are you trying to do here? And we had the car uh, ambience, we had the white noise of the car engine, then we we also had like a lot of traffic coming from the outside. Then the then Nandini would also be on phone. So what we were trying to establish was Nandini's busyness or the noise that Nandini is living with, right? But like Varun said, that it was not. Um, it was just all the elements thrown together. It was not thought out. It was not clear to the audience, and. Um, What's unfortunate and fortunate both with audio, exactly like what Varun said, is that you don't notice it when it's good, but you notice it when it's off. So when I give it to like people to test it out, they're like, something's off, but we can't tell. And since we were also new uh, and we were supposed to be the creators and hence, like I'm air quoting right now, the experts like, uh, at, oh, you know what you're doing. We didn't know what we were doing because we didn't know what has to be fixed to for it to sound good because we could just figure out okay this is bad but we don't know what good will sound like so then um i think the mentors at thespo really helped because um they said that it's complicated 
clear this out, clear that out. And, and I'll tell you specifically what happened is that um, there was this, the director's vision, which was my vision was not clear at that point in time. And when it got clear, the soundscape got clearer. And that plays a big, big role in how your um, play is going to sound like. The director needs to know that there are certain creative calls that they can take. So um, at the expense of it sounding real. So we knew that once Nandini gets into the cab, because the cab's moving and because, well, the city is noisy, there has to be sound that comes in, but we can't have that sound coming in constantly, which means that although it may not be very real, for her to come into complete silence. But for the sake of establishing the scene, the soundscape, we will need to do this to give that kind of distinction and clarity for the listener. Similarly, in one of the episodes, she had her earphones on and she was meditating. We wanted her meditation to be interrupted by somebody at the streets begging for arms. And that person uh, knocks at the door of the cab from the left-hand side while Nandini is meditating. Me and the sound designers had this huge, like long back and forth that, you know, the since Nandini is already wearing earphones, the sound of the knocking on the glass window has to be muted. It cannot be very sharp and all of that, you know, all of that technical, oh, how will it sound in real life? But at the end of the day, we took that call that it may sound whatever in real life, but we want to take that creative decision where we are able to deliver the effect or the impact to the listener. And that's what takes precedence over establishing reality. So what we did is the first knock we did extremely loud and jarring as if Nandini is woken up from the meditation because it was disturbing. So the impact that it's disturbing was important that emotional quotient of the sound should come through and then the second knock was muted and more real so we, we we negotiated it like that to say okay Nandini now from her land of meditation is back to reality and reality is jarring and noisy another way in which visual uh, without visual and audio landscape can be sort of established is through like Varun said you know remembering what kind of spaces our characters are in is there a reverb going to happen because it's an empty space or sometimes um, we use certain sounds to establish timestamps so like they become timestamps so a lot of times because our protagonist Nandini was taking the cab at a certain hour in the night and uh, we also wanted to show the transition that she's out of the building and into the cab where the mo most of the action of the radio play happened so it was um, that was sort of divided by this cut like uh, closing of the cab door and the closing of the cab door became this the sound became this recurring motif to say okay we're changing space so i think these things these little things help the only thing i would like to add on to that is like uh which she did touch upon even when i'm sound designing i always start with more like i'll sound design the hell out of it completely like i'll overdo it and then i'll pull it back no matter what sound design you're doing or anything it's a radio drama and voices are the start at the end of the day it's the voices that are going to tell the story you're just providing the environment anytime even when you're hearing it back when you hear yourself focusing on anything other than the voice you know you need to work on and that's something that i had to learn the hard way because i like as Shina said like even when i started i overdid my sound design 
because I thought that's what people are going to hear. Nobody's going to listen to the story. Just hear the amazing truck sounds that I've put in there. But you know, that's not how it works. I want to add something to this, Varun. So uh, I think most uh, sound designers like yourself will agree to this that um, a lot of times. Uh, directors can also get very lazy and be like chalo isko sound designer fix kar dega <laughs> and uh, what happened what a very funny thing happened was that uh, there was a part in uh, episode 2 uh, of the play where i was like nandini is sitting in the car and the car has just gone through like the speed breaker so her voice should go like a little like uh, something like that and i told tony and keetan to fix to to like do that uh, <laughs> to add that sound effect And they're like, Ashanya, this is this. This we can't do. The actor has to do this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it, it it was like, no, it's impossible. We can't make this make the actor's voice do that. We could add the effect that the car is going through something like that, but we can't change the voice. And then I then I learned the hard way when my sound designers rejected me outright. That Ashanya, this is so stupid. Like, make your make your actors work hard. <laughs> like, don't give us everything to do. <laughs> Are there any resources or audio plays etc that you would recommend other creators to check out? I'm sure freesound.org is in your list because that should be the first source um and more often than not you will find it there. Uh, there's also free music archive which is uh, which gives you like royalty free music. Um the BBC has a great free sourcing uh BBC sound effects. If you just google BBC sound effects you'll find it. uh and that's got a royalty free uh uh what do you say sound effects and they are massive it's massive library like right from world war 2 recordings to now you can get everything uh on there uh what else um then there are obviously like stuff that you can pay for uh there is also a website called free sfx uh which also gives you like free sound effects uh depending on like what you're looking for so yeah there are a whole bunch the if you just google free sound effects you're going to find a whole bunch and more often than not they're really well recorded so soundfield.com and they have a very interesting binaural uh, recording library there is motion array which we used to use and um, since my sound designers were students and already studying sound mixing and all of that they had access of sound libraries from their college um a lot of times there were some sounds which were very hard to find like female breathing was very hard to find somewhere somehow although we had access to a big library um we just couldn't find the right female panting so when we would find female breathing sfx it would either be very labored or very sexualized which is very interesting you know that this is what you get when you google search uh, female breathing or when you look for female breathing sfx or it was breathing but okay female is not included and then there is male sounds or children sounds so then what we had to do was customize it and record those breathing ourselves so that was the only option um we also needed sometimes um uh, nandini wearing her clothes hurriedly putting her earrings on um putting pulling a uh, dress over her or taking off her jeans all of those things had to be done ourselves because these were very complicated sounds and we couldn't have put them together by getting sfx here and there and then um creating a mosaic of it so 
some sounds are hard to come by in that sense you'll just have to be a little creative there was a point uh, where uh, we needed to show nandini sit back into the car seat but we we couldn't find a sound that was appropriate so what we had to do is that at my place we have like a cushioned chair which has like a leather cover so we worked with that we didn't really go into a car but so we find similar sounds which 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 can do the trick which can trick the listener to say okay they are here the only thing i'll add to that is uh, when you get the script and uh, the well apart from marking out what uh, sounds you're going to require you should also try and mark out uh, write down what are the sounds you can get the actors to record uh, so even if you're not very often you're not the recording engineer somebody else might be recording you just a sound designer uh, and the person who's recording will send you just the recordings but you make this list and you send it to the rec- that recording engineer or if you yourself are a recording in- engineer then great uh, but if not then you send that list and say hey i need these things recorded yeah. so if it's like two people getting into a fight and that's what you're recording you just say just give me the fight separately just get them to fight with each other separately put a mic no dialogues and then do one with dialogue the first thing i'll do is like i'll go and no matter what if i'm recording i'll go and record all the doors where we are recording because we are banging the door it's a loud noise it will give some reverb i want it to be exactly the same as the dialogue so if i can i will just go and record every single thing what would you say to people who are still unsure of whether or not they want to create an audio play and do you maybe have any tips and tricks for beginners in the medium firstly i would just say go and listen to not more audio plays before you decide to do it or not do it because i think for me as a sound designer it's a really exciting medium it's a very challenging medium uh and that excites me i would say that listen to as much as you can or and then take a call on whether or not you want to do it because when you do it it's a lot more fun like i've done a few really great once not as a sound designer but as an uh, associate engineer uh, for the bbc and we used to go to a libag and record for like 7 days and it was a lot of fun and it was one of the best experiences it's like a great job that we had we had a pool there and so anytime you had a scene in the pool everyone would be in including the recording engineer it's so going oh no no we need to get it recorded properly and you know so it, it's a lot of fun even for an actor even for a performer it's it's just as exciting but as a sound engi- uh, as a sound design i'll vouch that it's it's difficult but it's also the one that you get the most amount of uh, like that you're fulfilled by i'll just give you a story it's one of my favorite stories and whenever i do a sound designing workshop or anything it's always it's how i open my workshop okay uh, and the story is one of my favorite sound designs or one of the best sound designs that's ever made okay is jurassic park the reason why i say is jurassic park is because nobody knows what a dinosaur sounds like but if i was to play you the sound of that dinosaur on your laptop right now your brain will associate it with that dinosaur right and that's what the uh, that's what good sound design can do right it will it will create a uh, sound signatures in your head that will help you associate things with one another the story is uh, when the sound designer for jurassic park was uh, started uh, was setting about to create the sound of the dinosaur he actually had no idea where to begin because how do you create you don't know what it sounds like what it sounded like so he went around recording different animals uh 
uh, in the zoo. Okay, so he went he from farm animals like chicken and pig uh, and sheep to you know uh, he went and he started recording tigers and lions and uh, dolphin. And believe it or not, the actual sound of that dinosaur is a layering of all of these sounds. It's nothing different. He's just layered these sounds multiple times. And obviously a little bit of synthesis has taken place. He's you know, changed the pitch in this and that. But it's just actual animals that he's layered them. And that's what ended up becoming the sound. When he was recording it, he, was in, he went to a zoo and he started recording a tiger there. Uh, and, and there were like three, four tigers. So he had to wait for like four or five days to just get them to roar so that he gets a good clean recording of them roaring. And the, there are no kids talking over the recording. So, you know, he had to like wait for like spend a week at the zoo to get a few records. When he started designing it and he was uh, hearing it back, he realized uh, that uh, the tigers actually sound different. Each and every tiger was uh, slightly different. Like, you know, maybe 10% different than the other. And then it became important for him to make sure that he's not just random. You're not just randomly putting the sound of a tiger. Now you have to pick the right tiger. So what is the right, what is that 10% that works for you that you put in? And that's generally like for me as a rule, that's what you do as a sound designer. It's, you will put everything in, but it's just that 10% that you add more that will just help you telling that story in a lot more clearer way and in a lot more exciting way. So yeah, I just want to add something. There is a, a YouTube channel called Fools and Scholars Podcast. Uh, they run you, uh, they have about six or seven episodes on how to create audio drama uh, or radio plays. Uh, and it starts right from... The, I think the first episode about is about uh, finding fu uh, writing and then how do you get funding and sound design and direction and performance and it sort of goes through everything in those six seven episodes. So if you're a beginner, if you're a beginner or you're looking to like know more about this, I would say listen to those podcasts. Uh, they're on YouTube. Uh, it's quite it's about an hour and a half or hour and forty five minutes, so it's a bit long. But if you have the time, if you're driving or whatever. Uh, the second thing, I missed out on giving a tip. I just told you a story, which is my bad. Uh, but I think if you're uh, starting out as a sound designer, uh, take your phone, uh, walk down the stairs of your building, hit record, walk through your gully or uh, road, that whatever road you live in, record for about 30 seconds, stop. Take a left or right or whatever is available and then hit record again and sort of keep doing that over a period of two or three days. Sit back and just listen to all of it and you will find a different charm in every single recording that you've made. You know, you might notice that you didn't even know that there's a sugarcane wala there who runs the uh, sugarcane machine with that those bells and suddenly you might hear it and you go, oh wait, I didn't realize that that was here. Or you know, like somebody who at 4pm uh, is selling flutes on the road and you might not know that he actually comes every day at 4pm. Because now you've gone for a walk, you've kind of recorded these sounds and you can hear it. And you also realize uh, like how every location has a character in itself. Like I remember I was doing a sound design, uh, I was sound designing a bunch of audio tours. Okay, then they were all like set in London and Edinburgh. I've never been to London or Edinburgh. So when they came to me, I said, listen, I have no idea what this city sounds like. 
uh, the first thing I did is I went on YouTube and just heard like 20-30 minutes of recording of just London Street song. And just like somebody taking their phone on London Street for like 20 minutes. And I just kept listening to it for hours and hours and hours. Just so that I got a sense of what does that, what is the character of that city? What is the character of this city? Delhi, Bombay will be slightly different. It's not 180 degrees different. It's just a little bit different. And that's what you want to capture, right? So I would say start by just doing 30 seconds recording every day. You know, if you're at the beach, record when you are uh, standing and the wave is touching your feet. Take 10 steps back, hit record again. Then 10, uh, uh, 10 steps further back, hit record again. And you'll automatically hear what waves sound like from far away. And what we sound like when you're right in, when you're up close, and then when you're doing a scene, you can you can know okay how close are the characters to the water, and then you can take a call accordingly. So just we take these sounds for granted. Uh, sometimes it's always good to remind ourselves of you know perspective and what that sound design can give you perspective uh, and help you tell the story. I'd say start and. Uh... Yes, I agree with Varun. Listen to a lot of radio plays, a lot of podcasts, a lot of radio fiction. So uh, I had never heard a radio drama before uh, when I started writing Estimated Time of Arrival and when I started doing this. And I uh, started listening to radio dramas and fiction and short stories after I had begun the process. And listening really helped because I got ideas, I got a sense of, okay, with the absence of visuals, this is what can happen. So it actually expands your um, limited view of kya ho sakta hai. Of course, uh, a lot of times we also feel very limited, ki, okay, we just have our voice. But that's, um, I think that's the beginning because a lot of our actors were afraid ki we really can't... Uh, we are emoting here, Eshanya, but, and I'm like, but I can't hear it. They're like, we'll be doing it. So I'm like, you can't, you, you shouldn't be doing it with your faces. We want it in, in your voice. So there are a couple of things that we would do uh, so that the actors don't use their face a lot. In the sense, yes, keep using your face if you want to show surprise. Of course, you will be having a surprised expression, which we can't see through the sound. But um, this cannot be your only medium to have your emotions projected. So then we would ask the actors to sit in a low light environment because it generally just helps when the actor themselves can focus on their sound. Uh, another thing that we started doing after a couple of rehearsals was that we, re we realized that we're all really just using a talking voice and we're not playing with the range that we have. So then uh, we started, especially Ishta and Abhas. Ishta was the one who was doing meditation tapes. We started fooling around. Like what Varun said, I give it all. Like I, I, I make it like a blown up proportion. Like I overdo it. And then we see what we need to remove. So I think as a director also, I like to take that call where I tell my actors that, you know, overact, overact. Like put everything in. Everything in. And as the director, I will tell you where we need to edit it out. Because a lot of times actors pull themselves back. They like, okay, let me make this subtle. Let me make this. I'm like, I don't want economy from my actors. Like, give it, give it to me. 
तो ईश्ता देन ईश्ता वाज लाइक ओके आई एम डूइंग फोर मेडिटेशन टेप्स आई डोंट वांट ऑल फोर मेडिटेशन टेप्स टू साउंड द सेम आई एम साउंडिंग द सेम काम पर्सन सो आई टोल्ड हर दैट यू नो व्हाट वुड बी इफ यू वर टू गिव लाइक लाइफ टू दिस मेडिटेशन टेप पर्सन दिस फैसिलिटेटर दिस मेडिटेशन गुरु हाउ वुड यू वांट देम टू बी एंड शी स्टार्टेड फूलिंग अराउंड शी स्टार्टेड प्लेइंग विद हर वॉइस एंड देन शी सेड all she could get in her head was pankaj tripathi's character one of pankaj tripathi's character and she's like i'm channeling that and i'm like go ahead channel that if that's what you feel is fitting here then in another situation abhas i i kept telling abhas to go lower because he was doing this dialogue for nandini's uh, for this character which was nandini's grandfather so and and it was only it was just one line where he had to say acha beta and it just wasn't deep enough for any of us so the uh rest of the actors were also like no abhas i think you can go deeper you can do this he's like wait let me let me figure out what i can do the next day he came and it was really deep and we asked him what did he do he said nothing i just laid belly uh, like uh, my belly down uh, touching the floor i was 180 degrees in, into the floor and i was just speaking into the floor and because i have granite i have a granite floor it was just deep. like it was it, it was just giving me that effect and we were like you were 180 degrees throughout the recording he's like yeah i was so i think you could and like playing with your body a lot of times there are some scenes where you like you're shouting at another character or, or so your body like even right now i mean our listeners cannot hear us but we can like if, if they could see us they could see us moving and like jumping and like having a body is moving so i think allowing your body to flow with your voice it just adds to your voice it just adds to the modulation it adds to your voice doing what it naturally can do because your voice is not disembodied right i mean it it's it's coming from an instrument um tips and tricks i would say that the two things as the director i wanted to do was one i wanted everybody in the team to know exactly what their role is so role clarity is extremely important everybody to know when they are to uh, report uh, what is the rehearsal time when are we recording uh, giving everybody a sense of the timeline so that everybody has their expectations uh, everybody has their schedule in place because i think when you give that kind of structure and clarity to your team the team also feels in control that it's not something surprising which will be thrust on their lap or thrust upon them or fall in their lap and be like chalo acha aaj hum busy the lekin kal subah ekdam se 9 baje ka rehearsal time aa gaya hai that doesn't work i think that that does not work so have like being organized at your end is really helpful i would say have somebody who is helping you do this who like somebody who's taking up these produce producerial role uh, because i was uh, i think i was juggling with a lot of hats i was also the writer i was also acting i was also directing and then i also had to do this produ- producer um, uh, tasks the second tip that i would give is trust the process so um, there are stages to everything when thespo is has really helped us establish that kind of timeline so in the beginning when they say that write a 500 word synopsis write the 500 word synopsis uh you may get more ideas about acha but i want my character to be like that have another document ready where you spill that 
So I think that's very important because while I was writing my 500 word synopsis, I was getting ideas about what my character Nandini is going to be like. But I didn't want that to interfere with this process. So I kept writing whatever ideas I got about Nandini as a character into another sheet, into another character sketch sheet. Then you get to like uh, flesh it out a little more. In that process, focus on that. So I think... I know it's not as compartmentalized. It's fluid. There's a lot of back and forth that happens. But trust the process in the sense when you're editing, edit. When you're acting, act. That's what like just the editing, the cutting, the thinking, rationalizing happens later. When you're acting, you need to like go all out. When you're directing, you need to focus on clarity of vision and not think as a director in that way. But of course, it's going to uh, spill and that's something you, I think, just learn on the job. So, rather long answer to your short question. Hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as we did have it. Thank you. We'll be back with another fascinating conversation on the 30th of September 2021. Until then, please check out all our other podcasts on this channel and stay tuned because this is where stories find their sound.